Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. Today, I got our guest, John Tan from Keller Williams, Burlingame Peninsula. Uh, welcome, John, to the show. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the invite, Matthew. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, I've been watching you. I know you're a newer agent, and I saw that uh, you joined a great team, and uh, it looks like you just started your real estate career pretty recently. So I wanted to catch up with you today because I've seen that within the last two, three months already, you've been uh, blowing up already. You've been really successful. I like what you're doing, and especially as a newer agent, I think you're doing. You're taking a lot of the great traits from seasoned senior agents who are kind of showing you the ropes, per se. And I think you're doing really well, and I'm excited to see you uh, be a rising star and blow it up. Thank you. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about your background. Where uh, where did you come from? Yeah, so um, I was uh, I'm a San Mateo native, born and raised in the Bay Area. Um, you know, spent a lot of time in uh, Millbrae. Uh, that's where my parents, um, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They had a couple businesses based out of Millbrae, super early days. We were like one of the first Chinese uh, families in Millbrae. And yeah, we all know Millbrae's pretty Chinese now. <laughs> it, it is a pretty dominant area right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're one of the first. That's pretty uh, good, a good history too, to be one of the first and especially be in Millbrae, a great area to live in and a great school district. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a really cool place to grow up in, you know, um, uh, like I said, like, you know, a lot of just like diversity. Um, so, you know, kind of had that that traditional um, American upbringing, but, you know, with a very Chinese uh, kind of a best of both worlds kind of deal. All right. So went to school, uh, you know, hung out with like all the American kids. And then soon after, like went back to the restaurant where it was just like all our family working in the kitchen and um, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up in San Mateo. Um, you know, went to college uh, at uh, CSM for, I was on the extended program over there. <laughs> uh, but then from there, you know, went to San Francisco State, um, studied marketing, really enjoyed that. I uh, graduated with a bachelor's. And then soon after I graduated, um, I moved to Hawaii. Um, so I spent about nine years in Hawaii. Um, and then uh, in 2017, ended up moving back over here um, to the Bay Area. Um, you know, I actually uh, kind of accidentally got into tech out in Hawaii, um, worked for some really, really great people and, um, you know, really grew professionally out there uh, and then decided I wanted to try and continue to do tech. So that's why I ended up moving back to the Bay Area um, and then somehow found myself in real estate now. Nice. So, you know, for example, you, you were in uh, Hawaii, which uh, island? Uh, Oahu. Well, okay, that's a great. That's a great island. Everyone goes there, especially for tourism. And just for, it's a great, fun place to be and you know, eat yeah. and relax. Mm -hmm. So, why would you go from Hawaii to California? Why would you go back here? Like, uh, that part of it, like you're in Hawaii, you know, that's a great place to be to relax. Yeah. You have a you know a good tech job. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I I really grew a lot in Hawaii professionally. Um, you know, that was uh, when I first graduated from college. So, um, you know, I picked up a lot of really interesting skills out there, you know, a lot of operational support, human resources support, uh, recruiting, um, you know, I did a lot of contract work and um, did some retail, some sales, uh, just like everything, right? Um, so, um, yeah, basically uh, what brought me back to San Francisco was that, um, you know, I actually learned how to uh, do some uh, programming 
you know, I learned full stack uh, web development, you know, app development. Um, and then, uh, you know, I tried to jump into the job market out there. You know, I really was wanting to do tech um, and, you know, Hawaii was very kind of new, um, but also very limited, right? Because, you know, we're an island. Uh, everything on the island really revolves around, you know, tourism, um, the military presence, right? And um, uh, really, uh, like even real estate. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, I wanted to really make some of the big bucks, work at some some tech. And eventually, uh, my dream was to, you know, do a startup and, you know, build an app or something like that, right? Like the, the total uh, cookie cutter, like American tech I can't. I can't hear you now. Go ahead. Hello. Okay, now I can hear oh, you. Sorry. Can you hear me so, now? Yeah, I hear you nicely. So you're you're talking about the American dream of you know going back into tech, uh, creating startups, creating applications, and doing yeah. like, moving back to Silicon Valley, just like the show, and just like other entrepreneurs who want to create a great startup and they want to be in the Bay Area to do that, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I had all my friends and family out here, um, and you know what, my first uh, job when I when I graduated from the uh, the programming boot camp. Um, was, uh, you know, like a junior developer. And can you guess how much they're offering? Uh, 60s? 65? <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, it was like mid thirties. Oh, no way. That's too, that's too low, uh, for yeah. the area, for the area, you know? Yeah. So, so I was like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> like, uh, for, for a junior dev, like, you know, in San Francisco, you're making closer to say like a hundred or something, right? Like yeah. at least 80, um, yeah. So yeah, that's why I was like, okay, maybe, you know, things are kind of limited out here. I love it. You know, I, I love everything about Hawaii, but, um, you know, it was just, I had built up all these skills, um, and I, I wanted to kind of spread my wings and really kind of test it out and get, you know, go into the wild. Um, so that's the reason why I initially came back. That makes sense. Too bad, you know. Unfortunately, you can uh, work remotely during that time and just get a job in Silicon Valley, but actually live in Hawaii and just work from Hawaii and get paid California dollars, you know. But they're not gonna, mm -hmm. they're not gonna do that. But it, it would be nice to have that option if they did. Uh, Absolutely, that would be really cool. Even now today, they don't do that exactly. You know, you're getting paid where you live, regardless if you're working at home or not, right? Yeah. So you came back, you're a full stack developer, you know, you understand the technology. What made you jump into, go into real estate? Yeah. So, um, you know, I worked, I worked at a startup and, um, uh, you know, I worked there for, for, for a little while, um, really learned a lot from, um, the startup experience in San Francisco, right? Just working with a lot of very smart, smart, talented people, um, very good at what they did and uh, very efficient, right? So, you know, really masterful use of resources, time, and efficiency, right? Um, so anyways, um, you know, I, I built up some of those skills, but it was also like a very relentless kind of grind. Um, you know, a lot of challenges that were every day. I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm not, you know, my heart's in the mission. Um, you know, the product's great, but it just wasn't really where I wanted to, you know, I didn't really see a, a big trajectory there. So anyways, we had our son. Um, I worked over at City College for a little bit, which was also awesome. Um, but, you know, I guess my, my the background that I had growing up, my parents being entrepreneurs, uh, you know, having a successful like dental um, business as well as some restaurants, I think it was kind of just ingrained in my head, right? Like, hey, 
you know, if you put in some hard work, right, the sky is, is the limit, right? Like you can exponentially uh, be successful and, and financially, uh, you know, um, build some, some, some wealth and, and just, you know, the good things for the family, right? Um, if you just kind of found that grind. Um, so, you know, I kind of gave up on the whole like startup app dream and everything like that. And, you know, I was a little bit kind of, I felt a little bit lost for a little bit, right? Because, you know, here I am, I still have that, that, that desire, that drive, that motive to, to really make something of myself and, and uh, be successful um, at, at something, right, that I venture out and, you know, I could, uh, I could do. So um, I just remember, um, you know, my good friend Alex Tai, as I think most people know, right, super awesome guy, really, really uh, great at what he does, very successful, um, has a, a great reputation, right? So, you know, I saw his journey into real estate. And, you know, same thing, I was kind of watching him. And uh, I was seeing him be very successful at what he was doing. So I just remember, you know, like one one late night, you know, I was, I was talking to him. You know, we probably had a few drinks, right? And, uh, you know, we just were, were kind of leveling. And, um, you know, I, I, I just remember I told him, I was like, you know, I, I, I was so happy. And um, I felt very proud that, you know, like my good friend uh, had found something, right? Because... I felt we were very similar kind of uh, life circumstances where we were working really hard. We wanted to achieve something. And I saw that he actually did that, right? He put in the work and um, it was very obvious because he was putting it out there. So um, I asked him, I said, you know, like, just tell me a little bit about your success. And uh, he told me, you know, kind of his, his motives and how real estate really changed his life and really empowered him. So he, he was like, you know what? Hey, if, uh, if you want, just go ahead and get your license. Right. And I'm sure he's probably said that to so many people. Right. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that are just like, man, you know, Alex is he's doing big things and, you know, he's 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 really awesome. So, um, yeah, I was like, OK, you know, that's cool. So, you know, he kind of <laughs> told me the steps on, on how to do it. And, uh, you know, I quietly just was like studying, doing it on my own. Um, and then, uh, you know, COVID hit. Uh, so great timing. Right. Because I had a little bit more time to, to really put into studying and getting uh, uh, just prepared right, to jump into the to the market. Um, and then one day I was like, hey, what's up, Alex? He's like, I got my license. You know, I sent him the photo of the of the of the little letter. Yeah. Um, and I was like, he's like, ready? wow. <laughs> he was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you you surprised think- him because most people you tell them to get their license or to do something and not everyone does it. You have to find the people out there who are willing to go out it and do it. And especially, you know, you being quiet and just doing it yourself without really asking more after that, like, Hey, tell me everything about it. And then I don't do it. You actually just went silently and just did it. And then you showed him, Hey, I did it. So that for him would spark. Wow. This guy is a go-getter. He knows what he wants. He'll go do it and he'll get it done. And he doesn't even have to ask questions or question why to do it when you're telling like Alex is telling you something good, like, Hey, this can change your life. If you go get it and go do it and you did it. And that matters. That shows your personality trait, your um, motivation, right? Your drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what did he say when you guys had that conversation? Then, you know, um, you got your license. What, what was next? <laughs> I think I surprised him, you know, because I was like, hey, I'm ready. Let's go. And he was just <laughs> like, um, okay. <laughs> ready, for, ready for what? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I, I think he, uh, honestly, I think he felt a, a big responsibility, 
right? Because, um, you know, um, he's, he's just uh, such an old friend, a good friend. You know, he's, um, he's a person of his word, right? So I think that um, by doing that, he was like, oh, shit, I got to, like, you know, come through and make sure that, you know, I take care of John, right? Um, so I really respected that about, about Alex. And, um, you know, that was part of why I think it was um, just a really good fit. And, um, uh, you know, it was, uh, I just learned so much from him, you know, and I really respect that, right? It's like that, that, that loyalty, that responsibility, that ownership, um, you know, and, and I, I was thinking, you know, in a leader, right, uh, that's, that's one of the big things that, you know, anyone can ask for is someone to be down for their team, right, mm -hmm. to, um, you know, he obviously believed in me, and um, um, so, yeah. I think you chose one of, the, one of the great leaders out there because out of a lot of team leaders, it's hard to find really good leaders who actually personally you can tell in their heart they really care mm -hmm. about you, they're really motivated to help you, and they feel responsible for you. Yeah. And that's really hard to find because there's people out there, you know, they're their own person. They're the great sales leader. But at the same time, it's the responsibility to say, hey, you're part of my team. You're my, you're my responsibility. I need to take care of you, take care of your family, making sure I'm trying to push you to your best of your mm -hmm. ability to help you. Or the other opposite of some team leaders might be like, hey, you're on my team. Great. Go do it. And we'll see what happens. You fail, you fail, you know, and then you're on your own. But it doesn't bother me. If you sell something, then I get some money. Right. But that's yeah. not what a real team leader is. The real team leaders there got your back. will show you what to do. will tell you and push you and say, hey, why are you stopping? Here's what you need to do. It's all about helping people in the relationships. Right. The connections. It's not about just dollars. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the uh, a really simple example that you know literally uh, i think sums up the relationship very nicely is that you know like uh i'd be shooting some videos on some some houses and, and going out and doing those things right um you know who do you think is the one that's like behind the camera that's shooting that right like like i'm i, I feel so lucky that you know my good friend you know he's doing these big deals you know and he's literally you know, on the camera with like the gimbal, he's shooting me. And not only that, he's like, he's, he's, he's pushing me out there. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm like, that's pretty incredible to be honest. You know, I was, uh, but that just shows the type of, um, I think heart, the type of person that, that he is that, you know, really puts himself, um, he's not afraid to, to, to put himself in the background to, to have his people like to grow, right. To, to mm -hmm. put this out there. Yeah, a great team leader is right beside you. You know, they're fighting with you and showing you the ropes and the way. And yeah, I, I saw him in a mirror on one of your videos. Like, hey, that looks like Alex. Alex is filming a video. That's amazing because you can tell how much passion he has and how much care he has to help. I'm like, you're really, you're doing that? I'm, I'm so surprised because I don't see a lot of people do that for their team. And I'm glad you're doing that because you're showing like how much care you have for your team. And when people see that in a team, they want to be with a great leader like that because they know that, hey, he has has my back no matter what right you know he's there to help me grow that's Absolutely. that's the great thing about him i noticed that from the beginning the way his personality trait is is really caring yeah i mean he'll, he'll push you he'll <laughs> definitely push you you know yeah. um but you know it's made me um it, you know that's that's how i got um you know uh, some success right um and it's, it's never like there's there's never really like a super comfortable day right there's always uh you know one foot in one foot out you're, you're just always pushing the envelope um, but I love it cause you know, we have that support. It's not just, it's not just, Hey, we're going to push you. It's like, we're going to push you, but the, we're going to make sure that you succeed. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all good. All love. 
So, you know, you've been in real estate, uh, you mentioned about two months now. Mm -hmm. And within that two months, you're already doing really well. You already have, uh, you've mentioned four deals already, two closed and two pending to close. Mm -hmm. That's really good because even full-time real estate agents who are not as active as you or as engaged in a sense, don't even do that many deals per year. If you think about it, in two months, you did four, if you do four you times it by you know another twelve months in total, right? You're gonna hit a lot of deals and help a lot of people. How did you even uh, go about doing that? Just honestly, um, great mentorship. You know, being able to learn, um, uh, challenge myself every day. I think being very honest with myself uh, in terms of uh, you know where I needed to to grow. Um, you know, what were some of the, my, my, my soft spots? Um, also just, just really going out there and, and grinding, right? Like the work ethic, I think is huge, but on top of that, right. If you put in the work, but if you have the support, um, you know, the experience behind you, uh, to, to really do that, I think that's a winning combination. Um, a lot of, a lot of friends too. Um, so, uh, very early on, um, you know, a couple of those, uh, Deals. My very first deal was from um, a very good friend of mine. She, you know, she referred a, a good friend, um, and um, you know that 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 was huge. You know, what I mean, because I was like, I had just started, and um, you know, that slowly, you know, grew some 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 confidence. Um, but it was just, uh, I would say, a lot of support, a lot of support, and uh, just going out there and, and, and doing the work. So, for example, in real estate, you know, the perception and reality are completely different. And the perception is, you know, like you're going out, you're selling real estate. It's really easy. You make a lot of money. You see a lot of beautiful houses, right? But that doesn't seem like the reality of it. When you actually look at it behind the scenes, what is the reality? What did you have to do when you first started two months ago? What did you do? Yeah, the reality is um, it's, it's a total grind, right? Um, you know, and, and I don't know how I feel about that word, but that's really like, the way it is, you know, um, so just, just cold calling, cold calling, cold calling, cold calling. I mean, especially right now with COVID, we can't do any, um, we can't do much in person. So everything was just cold calling. Um, so, you know, we, we, as newer agents, you know, people will promise you a whole bunch of things, right? Like, Hey, you know, we got the best leads, right? Like you're gonna, you're gonna sign up for our program. We're going to help you close five more deals this month. You know, there's, there's literally, this one program I see on YouTube every time I open it. Right. And it's just like, yeah, fine. I'm like, ah, shut up. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like that doesn't work. You know, like, like it's, it's having the mentality, right. To, to go out there and, um, you know, if I don't get on my calls and if I don't prospect in the morning, I feel guilty, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, I'm trying to set, you know, a couple appointments every day. Right. So at least, you know, two to four hours uh, in the morning, just making calls to, uh, you know, prospects, prospecting, you know, calling other, other big agents in the area, you know, to try and find, you know, some, some things that are up and coming, right. Uh, these are just some things that, that I want to, you know, that we all got to do to work to, to bring value to our, to our friends and family, our, our, our clients and things like that. So um, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's not just like going out for like lunches and just, you know, schmoozing and stuff like that it's literally right like i think any real respectable agent right will know that it's like you are on your phones like all day you know and, and me and alex we were always like hey if our phone if we don't have to charge it by like you know 11 12 noontime like <laughs> we haven't been on the phones enough like like doing enough work you know
Okay, so let's hold off right there. So you mentioned the first thing you mentioned was cold calling. I thought cold calling doesn't work. Everyone's busy. Everyone's uh, preoccupied. They have the family. They're at home. They're with the kids. They're not going to pick up your call. They're working, you know, and everyone's screaming in the background. So does cold calling work? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know what, like if, if anything, it helps us as agents sharpen our tools, right? So it, it definitely does work, you know? So whether, uh, you know, to be honest though, right? Like most of the, the cold calls, the uh, literally like just, Hey, you know, is this Matthew? Hey, what's going on, Matthew? Right? Like, like, like you said, like in the I'm middle busy. of the day, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you're not going to hang up. <laughs> Wait, um, did we get disconnected? I need, I need to call you back right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mentality, right? I mean, yeah. Um, so, you know, the cold calling, a lot of times it's like a long-term play, right? Like, uh, you know, just by luck, you might get something that's like, you know, they're ready right now. But um, I look at cold calling as you're building relationships. You know, I'm, I'm building my database, right? And um, it's definitely a long-term play. I want to, I want to build enough connections and have people, you know, that are somewhat interested in the market or like, you know, investments and things like that. But I, I'm really just trying to gather as many people as I can so that when these, these awesome listings pop up or, you know, an opportunity pops up, I have a lot of people I can, you know, reach into and, and, and call back and say, Hey, Matthew, you know, I, I got that, I got that house that, you know, we were kind of talking about, this is a perfect one. Let's go see it. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely cold calling, I think has helped me tremendously. It's given me uh, confidence. It's, it's helped me get into that, that killer mindset. You know, I, I think that's the most important thing is because in the beginning, you know, um, I think newer agents, especially me, it's very timid, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, always would come kind of like from, from the bottom up, like, Hey, you know, um, I don't mean to bother you, right? Like, I know you might be busy, this and that, but just, you know, very passive, right? Very timid, but um, I think from cold calling, I really realized the value of what we do, you know, as, uh, as agents, as realtors, um, you know, and, and the value is to really um, bring them opportunities. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, this might not be for you, but hey, uh, I got this great, you know, property, this great opportunity. Um, okay, you know, like if, if maybe it's just not the right time, cool, you know, I'll be back, I'll let you know. But, you know, it's just that mentality where it's like, hey, we got something. Uh, we're very good at what we do and, uh, you know, we're here to help, right? If, if you are in the market and if you are looking, um, you know, this is some, some of the value that we can bring you. Um, so it's, it's more of a definitely a winning mindset, I would say, a more value-added uh, mindset. I agree completely because I think when you're cold calling, the real goal of cold calling for me at least is just to build relationships, as you mentioned, and to find needles in the haystack, to find um, information. Hey, I'm just wondering, for example, if you know you know anyone in the area looking to buy or sell, actually have a house next door from you, for example, right? And they can, oh, actually, wait, I'm looking to buy, I, I rent. Or, hey, actually, my neighbor is looking to buy, or my neighbor is looking to sell. But if you don't call, you don't hit the numbers, you don't hit the neighborhood, no one knows you're looking, you're helping. No one knows you're out there as an agent. No one knows that you're trying to find a buyer, you're trying to find a seller, yeah. you're talking to other agents. Wait, why do I need to call other agents for? Well, you know, other agents that have deals, right? Other agents know about properties that come in market. They might be in your neighborhood. And if you contact them and build relationships, they want to work with you, right? They want to, I, oh, I know John, he calls everyone. He has a great database. He knows all the buyers for my house. I bet if I call him, he'll find me a buyer for this property or a, a, yep. opposite a seller, right? You know? Yeah. But if you don't call anyone, you don't talk to anyone, you're basically a, a hidden ninja agent and no one knows that you exist. 
Absolutely. And, you know, just, just putting it out there too, because there's a lot of uh, first time home buyers as well that are also very timid. You know, they, uh, they're like, I, I have no idea. Like, I just feel like I can't, I can't even qualify. Like I can't afford a house, but I'm like, how much are you paying for rent? You know, four grand. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you might be, uh, in, in that ballpark, you know? So, you know, really working with buyers, you know, especially first time home buyers through that process to get them familiar. Um, and then, you know, if it is something that's more of like a five year plan, right? Like let's have these conversations earlier so that, you know, we can kind of give you some things to think about, um, you know, some, uh, some lenders or, you know, just resources that you can reach out to. Um, I think that that goes a long way because not everyone's ready to buy a house now, but you know, everyone wants to build something and, and leave something for their children or, you know, no one wants to pay rent for the rest of their life. But I think just having those conversations can instill some confidence, can, um, you know, give some of these people some hope, especially where the perception in the Bay Area is that it's just so expensive. No one can afford. And, you know, what I mean, like, don't even look kind of deal. But, you know, there, there, there are definitely some opportunities out there. And um, to have these early conversations, I think, is very, very valuable. I think that's the key too, because for example, if you're providing this value upfront and you're not, you're not here to sell them, you're here just to provide value. You're here to find out information in terms mm -hmm. of how you can help service them and provide that value information, knowledge of, Hey, you actually could, if you're paying 4k a month, you can actually think about buying a house in these particular prices, mm -hmm. this range, and this is the qualification, but, Oh, I don't know. And the expectation, but the more people you talk to, the more people you can find out who you can help and who can qualify. Or even if they're waiting five years, as long as you're constantly keeping a good relationship and contact, they might refer you a lot of business too. Hey, I can't buy today, but my, my friend, my cousin can, and they want to work with you because you've been providing all this information to help me for when I'm ready to buy. And that matters. That conversations, they matter, right? And the more people you talk to, I think some top agents were telling me too, like, hey, every one in 110 or one, some new agents, one in 400. So they're like, wow, I need to call 400 people to get one deal. Yeah, you do. But at the same time, you think about over time, it becomes one in 110 and these people become referral relationships and they bring you a lot of massive deals. You're building a huge snowball effect. But if you don't do any calls, what what are you? One for, you know, what are you batting, right? Yep. So yep, that's Absolutely. Cool good you're doing that but a lot of people are scared of the cold calling a lot of people are scared of having a conversation or asking questions or getting hanged up on but i think yeah. if you think about it you're not you're getting hanged up on that's okay there it's not the right time for them it's just you need to move on to find the right people that you can help because your goal is helping people absolutely absolutely i think that's um that's a huge thing too right it's like the why why are you doing it um you know because 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 that definitely goes a long way how do you feel when you get your first call? How do you, how do you get motivated? How do you start calling people and how many people do you actually call a day? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I've gotten so much more comfortable, um, at, at doing the cold calling and, and going in there. Um, you know, um, I want to get more, right. Like I need to get better, uh, at kind of, uh, managing some of my time a little bit, um, and focusing more on the cold calling, but you know, I'll call anywhere from, I don't know, maybe like 50 to 80 people a day, which isn't that much to be honest, but, um, you know, I've definitely been converting a lot more. Um, and I would say, you know, just kind of getting prepped up mentally, like, you know, we all kind of get the butterflies in our stomach sometimes like that, but, um, I've really tried to change that, um, that mindset a little bit. Like when I, when I go into a call, um, and I kind of feel like, oh man, you know, like, Less so now, but, you know, sometimes I'll still get a little bit nervous, but that's just, I tell myself, like, that's just myself that's kind of tuning in, 
you know, like this is my body reacting and I just more, get more actually tuned in when, when I'm a little bit nervous. It's like, okay, this is like game time. Um, and it, it just that little mental switch helped me uh, change, I think, like a, neg- a negative into something that kind of actually got me more zoned in and focused and, and uh, just ready to like tackle it. I think you mentioned a good word, like, you know, being focused and the mentality of it and understanding your body. Um, even professional sports players, they're nervous too when they play a game, like a football game. They're probably nervous when they first start out there, but they're getting, they're, they're changing their mindset. They're having the team, they're focusing and they know the goal is to win, right? They'll do everything to get rid of that negative fear because there's no fear. You're already really, you know, working hard. You're becoming experienced. You're having conversation and you just got to go out there and, you know, fight it and fight your fears, right? And just let go. And you're here to help people. So there shouldn't be yeah. any fear of, you know, anything, right? It, but it's hard. Yeah. Everyone has that fear. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's actually, yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's, um, you know, you're here for a reason you are here to help them, right. If is, uh, something that, that they are looking for. Um, and, you know, just having, having a lot of that self-awareness and kind of that self, uh, like really like humble, like honesty, right. Like, uh, so, you know, there are times where I'll get on a call and then I'll just be like, after the call, I'm like, God damn, that was fucking horrible. Right. Like what the fuck? Um, but then I'll just be like, okay, you know, just just readjust, right? Like sometimes, like like you'll go into, it, especially in the beginning, I would talk very quickly, right? It's just, just I don't know, like automatically, it's like blah 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 blah, you know, and and I was just like, whoa, just like, it out. yeah, yeah, I was, uh, you know, like, hey, John, chill, chill out, bro, <laughs> like take it easy a little bit, you know. So I, I, you know, just always doing those those little adjustments, um, and then on the next call, you know, I'm like. A, completely different person from you know literally like the the minute before um but i I think just having that awareness to sometimes be like okay stop like just you know what are you doing here right what's going on you know or if they if they gave you an objection earlier i'm like okay like that's never going to happen again right like i uh so so that's actually part of what i really enjoy about this job too uh, and the challenges of the cold calling right it's like you know, you might get some people that are having like a, a tough day and I understand that. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll get you next time. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, the ones that do, um, uh, you know, object and, and things like that, it's such a growth, a growth thing, you know, where, um, that next call, when you get that same question or the same objection and you handle it, right. Um, that's a super good feeling, at least for me, because I'm like, I'm growing, you know, this is something I'm getting better at. And, um, you know, these, these, these people, these prospects, these clients, they're going to, you know, have a much better experience. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's value for them. End of the day, right? I'm doing a better job, and I'm getting better at what I do for them. You're absolutely right. Better for them. And the micro adjustments that you're doing and understanding of self-awareness is the hardest part of most agents in the fear. So by being fully self-aware, by uh, thinking mentally of what you could do better each time for the client and providing your value to them is the best thing you just said, right? Because the fact is you're here to help them and you're trying to help them understand their own goals, what they're trying to achieve, how you can help them either save money or make money, how to make a better, smarter move. And you're there to help them and guide them along the way. And as long as you keep that mentality and at the same time, when you understand your real why you're doing this, for example, for your family, for your baby, for your future, for, you know, things you can provide, you know, then that makes it even better because you, if you could look at that as a constant, then you can stay focused, stay in the zone as much as you can and just keep going. And then the, 
they say the next call, the next call, the next call, that person will be the next one to get you closer to your next deal, the next people you can help, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think also like, like mentally too, it's, um, yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes it's like if, if, if we have kind of a, a, a dry spell or, you know, just we're kind of in a slump, um, I think for newer agents, especially for myself, um, you know, I would, it was very easy for me to kind of get into that, um, the scarcity mindset, right? So like, I would kind of start feeling like creeping, like, oh man, like I haven't written in a while. Like I, I, I need to deal, right? Like, 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 oh, when's the next one? Coming? Like, so I just had to, had to really be honest with myself and catch that, you know, anytime I, I kind of feel that creeping up, you know, I'm just, I go back, I'm like, you know what, you're putting in the work, you know, as long as you're, you're disciplined, you're putting in the work, right? Like, if you're not putting in the work, then yes, maybe you, you might feel kind of guilty and your mind kind of goes. But if you know you're putting in the work, um, it, it's really helped to be like, you know what, like, this next call is going to be like, we're going to send an appointment or, you know, it's not so much like, oh, man, I'm going to get shit on or whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's coming in the next call. So that mentality of like, it's literally around that next corner and is coming my way has helped me uh, tremendously. And I think people can feel that too, you know, but they can definitely sense when um, you're, you're, you're mentally, you're not, you're not there, you know? Um, so yeah, that was just something that helped a lot. I think, yeah, for example, a part of, you know, doing the calls and knowing your numbers is that when you know, for example, if you're one and you're betting one in 400, Hey, your no is making me closer to my next yes. I'm here to help you, but I understand that you're not ready to buy or sell right now. Um, you know, thanks for letting me know what your plans are and you move on to the next call. But by going through the motion, you're getting better. You're helping, you're more acquainted to what their needs are and you're getting to your next number to help the next person, right? So then you feel as you go along the path of failure, you're getting to success faster, right? Yeah. So it, it drives you farther to go, hey, yeah, my next call, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get this listing. I'm going to be able to help this buyer or seller and, you know, move, help them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Good. So, you know, you came from a tech background. How does the technology come into play? Um, you know, it's, it's, I would say more, more so than the technology. I mean, just because real estate, like, I mean, just technology in terms of operational, like mm -hmm. things have really come a long way. Like every, you know, we have everything on the cloud. Now we have our CRM systems, um, you know, even like, Keller Williams brokerages, they have, you know, a lot of just like internal tools and like training and things like that. Um, so, you know, technology has helped, um, but I'm very still pretty old school in certain ways. Like my main technology that I use um, is literally like Apple notes, right? Like the little notepad, like mm -hmm. that's, I use that a lot. Um, the voice recorder, you know, so for example, if I have a, just had a conversation with um, someone, whether it be like an agent or a, a prospect or um, or a buyer. Um, if I had a really important conversation, um, you know, just to kind of keep the momentum, um, I'll just use the voice recorder. I'll just leave a leave a really detailed note, and then that way, at the end of the day, I can always go back and um, just enter that into into my da da database. Um, so, I, you know, I got that tip from a from a good friend of mine too. You know, who's also an agent. Um, you know, that in the CRM, you know, outside of that, really, um, that's pretty much in terms of the technology that I use. The rest of it is, is really just kind of nitty gritty stuff. Um, you know, just, just literally, I just need my phone, a notepad, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> 
you're you're right especially as even a new agent or even a seasoned agent i think uh one thing decent said really is to focus and to stay in what in the main lane which is sales driven right and helping people so the fact is if you stay within your crm that you're using what whatever crm it is and you're constantly making contacts as much as you can every day and you even said two to four hours i don't think most people even want to do 30 to 90 minutes and you guys are doing two to four hours a day I think Tom Ferry mentioned at minimum it should be at least um, two to four hours a day. And to do that, and Alex mentioned, yeah, it has to be way more than two hours a day. Yeah. But when you're constantly in the zone, helping and calling, and you have a, maybe, for example, you have a theme day and you're focusing on the, the people that you want to talk to for that day, you can go through it quicker and help. And taking notes wise, you, yeah, voice recorder works or, you know, putting it into your system. I believe you guys are using Chime yep. uh, one way and you can use that as a dialer uh, call in there and then leave your notes right inside of it. So that way, yep. when you go back, you can follow up. When they're in your Apple notes, it's a little harder because you're either going to transcribe it or you're going to leave it there and you have to look back at it. So it takes away additional time. So my recommendation would try to stay within chimes, try to put your notes all in there, whether you're using like a transcriber, that's automatic transcriber, putting it, your notes in or typing it in while you're talking to them and leaving quick notes. Then that way you can go back faster and go to the next call because you can set your tasks. Hey, my next task, my follow-up task, will we call them three days, give them a uh, valuation or something like that, right? Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm definitely going to try that because uh, that's that's where um, the... I would say the 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 hardest part of this whole thing, right? In terms of just like outside of like prospecting things like that, it's building efficiencies in mm -hmm. um in the process. So um yeah, I'm I'm gonna try that transcriber mm -hmm. thing. That sounds dope. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I use that on some of our podcasts. Like I use Otter as one way. So for example, if we're talking right now, I can just put the video drop into it and I'll transcribe the whole conversation and it can oh. be like. 20 pages long, it'll transcribe everything. But that's actually good for SEO and uh, content marketing if I were to re, uh, take it apart and use it for content marketing. Dude, that's awesome. Thank that's you. Yeah, welcome. You know, definitely, you guys, anything Alex mentioned too, like, let's talk about tech. Let's talk about integrations. I help streamline a lot of processes for a lot of big companies, and I do you know, cybersecurity. But in terms of process system streamlining, I was doing that to save hundreds of thousands of dollars to companies over multiple um, states, countries, and everything like that. But it's a fun way because in real estate and tech, you know, the part of it is the technology is here to make it make you more efficient, to make you more focused and to have it as a backbone to what you're trying to do is help the client. Right. Yeah. And the faster you can run through it, follow up and not drop the ball, the better you can have better engagement with uh, people. Yeah, I was. I was, I was just going to say, actually, um, you know, our operations um, person, L, who's amazing, by the way, um, she uh, she introduced this uh, this new um, web app called Monday. Um, so, you know, it's very brand new. I actually haven't. I'm guilty. I haven't necessarily like super looked into it, but um, I see the, the power of it. Right. It, it's just one of those things that manages like the whole deal flow. Um, so you know, very early on, some of the things that I learned, right, is um, once something goes into escrow, as we know, like things move very, very quickly. And um, there's just so many things, uh, a lot more different, a lot more parties are involved, a lot more communication that has to happen. And, um, you know, so technology and, you know, something like Monday, I think, comes such a long way in terms of um, uh, helping to create a much better experience for 
like everyone actually like not just the buyer right but like you know title uh the transaction coordinator right like like me uh, our operations um you know we're just have to be so much on the same page because of the t- the sensitivities right the mm-hmm. the close dates and all that stuff um so you know that part has been so instrumental in having the support um you know just like the manpower and the support behind that too has um allowed me uh, you know at least to just focus on producing and um you know to to keep the deal flow going keep the momentum going and also to keep our um you know our clients our buyers you know sellers um happy in in the in in the service yeah i think one thing is um yeah project management tools such as monday uh such as other project management tools keeping everyone on the same page keeping everything in track and having team members to support it because in real estate you need a lot of manpower because there's like so many thousands of t- small tedious tasks and you know you don't you don't want to miss any of them uh, I know some companies they use Skyslope some companies use um, dot loop and then you add on e-signatures and then you add on task management and then you add on marketing sales everything it gets overwhelming because there's so much to do and there's a per transaction right there's so much to do out there yeah, um, yeah I use Monday I see Monday before but I have some other recommendations for your team too um, on tools can always show you guys later too different tools i used i used them all before and there's a lot of differences but the majority the number one thing is like everyone needs to have checklists everyone needs to have processes they need to stop thinking about what to do and just have a system in place so they can just do it and they know who's assigned to and the more they can delegate it out the more you can focus back on what you do best is helping uh clients buy and sell real estate right yeah absolutely Okay, and you mentioned you don't really use any other tech right now at this time period, and which I think is great because really your main goal, and I would tell newer agents, is to sit on the phone. So you, that's your main uh, technology, your phone. Call everyone out there in the world that you want to work with, right? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like in the beginning, you know, especially coming from like uh, tech and like even just operationally, mm-hmm. uh, most a lot of my background has just been operational and processes and building efficiencies, you know. Um, but when I came in here, I was like, you know what? There, there really isn't much to to get efficient at. It's really like just produce, <laughs> you know. So I had a, I had a lot of ideas, and I was like, oh man, you know, we can do this, this, and this. But, um, you know, Alex had to kind of check me a little bit, um, and you know, he was like, hey, like, you know, we got to focus, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, you know, of course, taking a step back, I was like, you know, he's absolutely right, um, and um, I think that's also another one of the things that the newer agents. You know, they they might not want to do the uh, the dirty work. Right. So they're going to find um, some tool or something that they can invest their time in. That's going to eventually, you know, build them some some leads or some pipeline. But um, I don't think that works. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, so. It's a hard way because, for example, in real estate different from technology companies is that, hey, th- there's a lot of shiny objects out there and people are trying to sell real estate agents because real estate agents will spend money. They'll spend money to buy everything out there to test it because you're trying to prove a new lead generation tool. The real tool is calling people and following up and building a relationship. It's not all the shiny objects that will give you 100 leads a day. It doesn't matter if you don't call them, follow up with them, talk to them, understand their needs. It won't matter, right? That's the distraction. And like, you know, 
the uh, Alex said, you know, stay focused on what you do best. Even though you have a technology background, don't worry about that right now. Focus on the calling, the relationships, and building clientele, and that will come later when you have extra time, extra money. Then you can say, hey, I want to want to invest in this because it will help me make it more efficient first, right? Or it'll help me get new leads or something that you need, not want because it's just it's a shiny object. That's absolutely right. It is that's the main goal. And everyone gets distracted by company B, which is the tools and systems and processes that are not the revenue generating, you know, IPA, right? Income producing activity. It's just the uh, busy work. Yes. So, that's absolutely good that he's, uh, you know, keeping you in, in check and um, reminding you of what's important for you right now is to build, not to uh, focus on the other stuff, right? So I'm glad he's doing that. And like, he is a great mentor and, you know, he was one of your friends. He helped you get into real estate. He's mentoring you. How else is his mentoring um, helping you grow? Yeah, um, really like, like he, you know, mindset. I would say, you know, he really, really uh, instilled a powerful mindset. Um, and that was, you know, one of my favorite things about coming into real estate. Actually, I was very surprised at um, the impact it would have, pos like the positive impact it would have on me in all aspects of my life. Um, so, you know, just, just kind of having that, um, you know, assertive, right? Assertive mindset, you know, so I became a lot more assertive with, with my life, with my direction. Um, you know, and, and I think before you would feel like, oh, assertive is kind of like, you're kind of like a jerk, right? Like it's, <laughs> you almost feel like self-serving or something, but it's actually not, you know, it's really just putting, um, just putting it out there and, um, being just more focused with your intentions, um, and, uh, not being afraid to, uh, to go for it, you know, to, to, to ask for it, to, to go and get it, you know, um, and it's just kind of this weird thing where I think like just growing up, like I was a little bit more timid, you know, you always kind of want to like please other people, you know, which I still do. Right. That's still very much a part of me. But, um, you know, just to get more efficient at, um, you know, maybe not tiptoeing around the bush as much and really just getting more straight to the point and believing that, you know, this is in turn, um, you know, bringing value to 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 yourself um, and to, to everything that you do. So. Um, yeah, in terms of mentorship, you know, he really taught me that. Um, and also just the type of person he is, you know, and just really being able to work with him, right? Because it's one thing to be friends with someone, it's another thing to uh, work with them. And, um, uh, you know, I have that trust with him. And, um, you know, I, it's just having someone that believes in you, that invests in you, um, that really doesn't ask for much in return. You know, to be quite honest, um, they are just more invested in your growth as a person um, so that, you know, you can live a better life. Um, that's that's opened my eyes as well. And um, uh, yeah, it's just it just made me much uh, very appreciative of um, the mentorship of being able to do a good job to help grow uh, this company with him together. Right. It's really got me so invested. You know, I've always been invested, but, you know, um, for someone that puts that much into the people that um, are, are are working with them, um, I think that says a lot about their character. It does. And, you know, you mentioned invested in you and in intent. So intent matters the most and being invested with you too and caring and helping you because it's hard. And I would even say like, you know, 
great NBA players, Steph Curry and everyone else, they all have coaches, right? They all have mentors. They all have people who watch their back, who push them, who, you know, changes little subtle differences that make a huge difference over time. Everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs a mentor. They need someone to talk to, to be, to have accountability with. And in real estate, you're pretty much, you know, most agents are pretty much solo. They're their own entrepreneur, their own business. They have no one really, even if they have a broker, the broker is not always there to help them. A mentor, a coach will help push them further, right? And show them the way like, hey, I know you're doing it this way. It might be right, it might be wrong, but can you also try this as well? Can you see the things that you're running into? Can we you know, openly talk about those and get over the fears and try something new? You never know if we try something new, like cold calling, for example, it'll make a difference, right? Yeah. And most people don't want to cold call. Most people don't want to door knock. Most people don't want to do most of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like being able to, to talk the talk, but also walk the walk, right? Like I go in there and, you know, Alex is, he's, he's hot, you know, on the phones as well. So, you know, to see leaders do that, um, to really live and die by what they teach, um, I think um, goes a long way. And not only that, like, you know, in, in terms of mentorship, um, people that, that, that do the right thing, right? That, that know how to be like decent human beings, you know, they're not like self-serving, they're not greedy uh, when they're helping clients, right? They're really looking out for the best interest of the person that they're, they're helping, right? And for me to have leadership, where they, they have integrity, right? And uh, they believe in those principles. Um, I feel like this, the, the sky's the limit because you can push as hard as you can, right? For, for, for that type of uh, character. And there's gonna be no repercussions. You can be very proud about what you're doing, you know, how you're doing it. And um, I think that that for me, it's very important to, to work under that type of, um, you know, understanding and um, like, like guidance to work behind something behind that. Yeah. And you can, you know, definitely see the one thing you mentioned, you could see like how Alex does things and how he works, how he talks, how he helps his clients. And, you know, he's doing so many deals, so many high end luxury deals and helping so many people get great homes, places that we all would love to live in. Right. And just, you know, amazing to see how quickly he's done that. He's been in business for three years and well, I would say top 1% uh, up there. Right. And to be able to do that and, the confidence, but also the care he puts behind it is yeah. the most thing. I think people notice that first, you know, and to teach you to do the same thing, to help and push you through all those challenges. And like, again, you met, you know, you've been in business for two months now, but you already have four deals and transactions in the San Francisco Bay area, which is a huge price point, And that can help you change your family really quickly, especially when you keep hustling, you keep providing value and grinding through throughout the year and learning from all the challenges. And like you say, staying self-aware and getting rid of the fear that you'll be, you'll be having so much fun. And hopefully you will use that money to reinvest into real estate yourself as well and buy more real estate and buy, you know, multi-unit buildings and investment properties and keep uh, helping even building a team, you know, within yours. Right further that that that's a plan <laughs> absolutely it's, it's a good plan you know i think not all agents out there actually invest in real estate some do some don't hopefully uh many will start doing more of that especially even in the hard challenging times it's good to invest in real estate throughout you know it's a great way to create passive income tax benefits and everything else in between it it's a, you know a lot to learn too but you're talking to talk walking the walk of you know investment strategies right ne next Absolutely. I, my only uh, regret is not starting like way earlier, you know, uh, but 
hey, you know, we're here Never now. Never too late. Never too yep. late. Exactly. And even if you're older, you're wiser. You can go faster. You have more money to play with. You can do it. When you're young, it's it's hard. Like, I bought my first San Francisco house when I was 24 in Sunset. And hey, how did I do that? To be honest, I ate all my home meals. I lived at home. I worked a lot. I saved all the money and I bought something. But I knew that when I bought it, I'm taking risk. But at the same time, if you can plan it and take the risk and know your fallback is you still live at home, you can make a lot of money. And you learn a lot really quickly. Like you buy, you remodel it, you re, you rent it out. For example, you you know house hack it, and you just live and you wait patiently, and you keep paying the bills and working right hard to make sure you don't go down. But that can substantially push you further, faster to go the next to the next deal, right? So yeah. that's the thing that people wanted to you know start looking at investing more. So, you know, I would say before, I would say, hey, what would you do differently in your real estate career? But really, you just began. And I think what you're doing is actually right. And I want you to keep doing that. Keep following, working, mentoring with Alex. Keep um, calling. Keep building relationships. You should have a huge database of great clients, relationships, new people that you can communicate with and find out. Like, if you can go into your database and say, hey, I'm looking for a, a single-family home in Millbrae, three-bedroom, two-bath. Okay, here's a list of... Um, 500 people who are looking for the exact same thing. Here's a list of sellers who have that. And you put it together, you have a huge data, a great database. If you say, hey, I don't know who's who's who, I don't know what they're looking for, then the da database means nothing. There's no relationship, right? Because you don't know what who's looking for what. Yep, yep. I got to actually go back because when I first started, I was just like just jamming stuff into my database. Of but you know, as I'm getting a little bit savvier, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, like how am I going to tag these... Uh, these contacts so that, you know, like you said, you can identify them easily, um, like in the future. So yeah. I so the way, the way I would do it is for example, I create a lot of hashtags. I know some guys have like 700 hashtags. It really depends. But for example, even though you have your listing alerts, your buyer alerts, you still create hashtags. For example, uh, you can use go County, San Francisco bedrooms, three plus, uh, bathrooms, two plus price point, you know, 1.2 minus, right. And you can start identifying it, even though you have search alerts. If I want to drill down and ask you, hey, I'm looking for buyers in Millbrae, you know, looking for this price point, looking for this uh, fixer development investment, you can identify quickly with your hashtags. So that's one way to do it. But, oh, hashtags take too long. I need to think about it. The way I think about it is through naming conventions. So in yeah. technology, I use all these naming conventions to create massive tags. So I understand in my head all the differences and I can quickly identify. And by doing that, you can actually filter down and drill down to exactly your segment of people you need to help. And then you can dial them real quick and say, hey, email them, dial them, voice drop them, bomb bomb them. Hey, I have a new listing at in Millbrae. It's on you know, Mills Estates, $2 million, for example. And here you go. Give me a call. We'll come take a look at it this weekend. Yes, that's quick. But if you don't have that, then it's, it gets a lot harder, right? So it's over time. Like I tell people, if you even you want to take your database and keep pumping it in from all the lead sources you can get, and don't be overwhelmed by hey, I have ten thousand contacts. It doesn't matter. What matters is you slowly yeah. are filtering out each lead one by one to identify what they need, and you're putting it into segments of what they want, so you can create your real database of who you're helping and serving, and who's hot, who's uh, nurturing, yeah. who's cold, and who doesn't give a shit, you know, right? Gold, gold nuggets, my friend, gold nuggets. <laughs> Those all matter. <laughs> I, I work with Chime for three years. I actually work with all the developers and, you know, help uh, provide 350 different feedbacks to their database and their systems. And it's a lot, they're great. It's a lot of fun. It's a great product and it, it helps you go faster. 
there's different tools. It doesn't matter what you use. What really matters, it does matter. But what really matters is you actually use something and you yeah. actually do something. That's what matters the most. Good. I'm glad you like those nuggets. You know, feel free. Always ask. Like, I'm a tech guy just like you. We both, you know, help Department of Defense Security. We both do a lot of uh, similar things, uh, yeah. even web development, stuff like that, right? So it's a lot of fun talking to you because we have a lot in common, more than you think. We have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it's, yeah, I just, I didn't get Hawaii though. I wish I had Hawaii too. <laughs> you know? It was a nice surprise actually. I was like, oh, that's, that's really cool. I mean, just someone that worked with the, you know, DOD and, and all that stuff. Um, not many people, especially, you know, civilians that weren't in the military have that experience. Um, really awesome people to work for, learn quite a bit, you know, um, pretty big bureaucracy, <laughs> but <laughs> outside of that, you know, amazing people, right? Um, yeah, great people. Yeah, they teach you a lot. You learn a lot. You get to see things that I think even today are so far advanced than it is like 10 years ago. Like when I was doing cybersecurity 10, 15 years ago, it's completely different. It's, we're still not caught up today in the civilian world. You're still not you're still nowhere caught up. It's not the same. Right. And just that mentality pushes you to be really systematic, process driven and oriented because you're handling hundreds of thousands of people that really matter. You know, like you have to help and serve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, I remember one time I had an issue where there five hundred thousand users were down for fourteen hours. Like shit, and then we're fi we're fixing it, you know. Like, and it, it wasn't not even our issue. It was someone. It was a third party issue. I'm like, you know, it's them, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dependency on you to help serve and provide to them because they're they are counting on you to help everyone else. Yeah, so it, it matters. But good, I'm glad I'm having so much fun chatting with you. But is there any advice you want to give to new agents, seasoned agents, uh, what we should be doing in 2020 and beyond? Yeah, um, I think, you know, um, what I would say is, is like always go step up to the challenge. You know, no matter what, we always have to find a way to just make the best of whatever challenge. You know, I think um, for me, at least I was I was kind of lucky in a sense where, you know, I got in during COVID uh, because, you know, I didn't have access to all the, the open houses and, you know, a lot of those uh, really hot lead generating um, like activities. So I was kind of forced to come in and uh, just try to make something from, from nothing, right. From, from cold calling and things like that. Um, you know, and. All right. So his uh, phone just died. Uh, maybe he'll be back on his laptop, but. I am glad to talk to John. Um, he's a great guy. He's doing a lot of business. He's helping a lot of people. And you can tell even when you look at what he's doing with Alex, uh, they're having a lot of fun and they're helping great people. And he is cool. You are back. Right. I was giving a quick little recap about what you're doing with um, building your business. But let's go back. You were talking <laughs> about um, some advice to give to agents. Let's say that again. Yeah. So, um, you know, really, uh, 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 yeah. So, so, so being up for, for any challenge, you know, so, um, yeah, I was just to recap, I was, uh, talking about being in COVID and, uh, having to, you know, lead gen that way. Um, so, you know, I feel like the skills that actually, um, I developed during kind of this weird time, um, you know, once everything goes back to normal, if it does, um, you know, when we do have the open houses or any, any of those type of activities, like I'm just gonna, it's gonna be so much easier for me. Cause you know, I, I already did like the hard stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important to just find a way to enjoy 
what you're doing. You know, I think there's a lot of agents that just when they're new, they just focus on like how shitty like cold calling is or, you know, prospecting. And they're just kind of looking at the negatives and things like that. But uh, for me, like I actually just learned to enjoy um, talking to people, you know, even when they're like, leave me alone. I just kind of laugh and I'm just like, okay, you know, that's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't why know. Not make, why not make their day better? If you can leave a lasting impression, just make their day better. Sorry. You know, they have their own personal things, personal issues. We don't know. We're just here to make a better day and ask questions and provide value. That's it. Absolutely. But it's hard Absolutely. though. because Our fear is really in our head. They would yeah. love to talk to us. They would love to, our help. They would love information. They would love for you to show them the way. And the fear is ourself, you know? Yeah. Really. That's 100%. what it really is. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm so glad that, you know, we got to chat and I really appreciate you taking time to, you know, provide your knowledge and, you know, again, you're doing really well and I'm so glad to see that and I can't wait to see what you do and especially during this time too, during COVID, you're doing really well. Um, I started in 08, so in 08, it was bad too. There was, you know, a different bad, not pandemic bad, but it was economically bad, right? But it was a yeah. great time because really when you put yourself out there and you're finding people to help who can afford it, who can buy even during a downturn, a lot of people missed the opportunity, but there was a lot of great opportunity to buy a lot of great places and make a lot of money and help a lot of people. But, you know, you just got to be out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So how can people actually reach out to you? Um, you can reach out to me uh, by email. Um, easiest way, uh, John, J-O-N, at CullinanLuxury.com. Um, and then also, you can also call me anytime, uh, 650-307-5081. Instagram, Jonathan C. Tan. Also on Facebook. Um, but, you know, hey, uh, I am always open, open door. So um, just call me any which one of ways. Hey, great. I'm so glad. Yeah, be sure to reach out to John at anything you need. Um, he's in the Millbury Peninsula area in the San Francisco Bay Area and you know is happy to help you buy or sell real estate. So reach out to John and let him know any questions you have. He's a great person to work with. Uh, you know, look forward to seeing what he does next and talking to him soon more about real estate technology and you know helping people. All right, guys. So check us out on our podcast, The Truth About Real Estate and Events and More at Matthewma.com or Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, guys.